Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Just doing big, big things at JoyNet Radio. I promise you he is. Um, JC Loves, Pastor D, um, Jenny Love, the big man. Like you need to get connected and see everything that JoyNet Radio has going on. Um, Definitely, thank you guys for following me on YouTube. Those of you who haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do me a favor, go get on the YouTube channel. I'm asking for a reason. I'm not just saying it. Go get on the YouTube channel. Become my YouTube uh, follower. Um, You'll see. You'll see in a minute. Um, Make sure um, you get tapped into LakeishaMJohnson.com. If you have not been attending our Bible studies, Man, I need you to reach out, branch out, and just come. If you're in the Little Rock area, get to Bible study. Last night was something else. Last night was more than I could ask for. Um, I I watched the hand and the power of God in these women's lives last night. And I'm just eternally grateful for all that God is doing through this ministry Um, and what he's bringing us to and how he's growing us. And so I definitely want, hey, don't forget today is Real Talk with LMJ, my podcast, uh, where the people are real, the conversation is real. And my special guest for today is Janine Perez. And this is a renaissance woman. This is an amazing woman of God. She has her own story um, that she's had, that she's had to deal with. She lost her daughter a couple years ago. She's an amazing songstress. Um, If you don't know who Janine is, you're going to find out who she's today. So go ahead and set your alarm for uh, 12 noon. Log in. You can hear it via podcast. It's not on YouTube. It's live, Facebook Live. And you can also see a clip of it from Instagram Live. So go ahead and get subscribed to us on Facebook and see Janine Perez today. And then also, we are looking for a bone marrow donor for this young lady, Tanya. A friend of mine contacted me and said, hey, um, I have somebody who needs a bone marrow match. And we're trying to do whatever it is to help save her life and so if you are not registered at a, as a bone marrow donor I need you to look at the opportunity and chance to get registered as a bone marrow donor don't think about how scary it is think about the fact that you're in that you may need or something could happen where you needed your life saved where you needed your life saved and then my other thing is don't forget our part about our partnership with drew projects and you can look them on up online at drewprojects.org um we partner with them to provide feminine hygiene kits for women uh we also one of our ministries in action action with lmj ministries is providing resources for the homeless Every morning that I drive to the radio station, I see a homeless person sitting on the bench. Does not matter how they got there. 
does not matter their story, does not matter their situation. The Bible clearly talks to us about providing for the poor. So I need y'all to get connected to that and um, help us provide, help us provide. Right now we got some sock kits that we've got where we got socks going in the bag, um, toiletries and different things going in the bag. And I'm just gonna start jumping, I'm gonna jump out girl. I'm just gonna start jumping jumping out of my car i'm pretty sure everybody loves that and just handing out bags to make sure people have what they need i was homeless for six months people don't know that part of my story we were homeless for six months i know what it's like to have been without a car um and i've watched god supernaturally put someone in place to bring me what i needed he, it, it's all it always resources everything that we need and have it always comes through someone else it doesn't just magically appear and sometimes when we're dealing with people or homeless people or whatever and we're like well they need to get up and get a job well it's not always that simple when we were homeless it wasn't because my parents didn't have a job just some unforeseen circumstances occurred that kept us and put us in a homeless shelter for six months and so don't get too haughty um don't get too prideful don't get outside yourself thinking you don't have to help as a matter of fact it's called alms when we give to the poor and help take care of the poor so um log on to the website and go sow a seed and help us reach as many people as we can that are homeless this isn't just a one-time initiative for us um, same thing for the feminine hygiene kits. They're for women who are homeless or do, who don't have access to the resources. Um, things like bras, significant things. Yep, Edie, blessings through the hands of man. So go ahead, get, get connected to the ministry. Go on and bless bless with a seed so we can continue to do the work. Every time you sow into LMJ Ministries, that's what we're doing. We're putting the work back in the kingdom so we can provide resources to those that do not have. All right, those are our morning announcements for LMJ Ministries. Ladies, don't forget Pillow Talk. Those registrations are coming in March 2nd. That flyer drops this week, but whether or not the flyer has dropped, you can still register. I have three amazing speakers, Von Tiffany Smith from Vonnie Speaks, Cassandra Hill from Necessary Rougeness and the Fit Check Nate Hatton will be in the place. It's not a big conference. It's a little mini conference. So we're only going to have space for like 75 women. That's small. That's not large. But what we're going to do is impact lives for those four hours. It comes with brunch. It comes with journal. Um, and there's some special deals for those of y'all that can register. So don't miss. Don't miss. People kept saying, are you going to bring Pillow Talk back to Little Rock? And I was like, nope. And the Lord was like, yes, you are. And here's how you're going to do it. So get connected. Get onto the website, Pillow Talk with LMJ. Com or the website LakeishaMJohnson.com. So we've been talking about a sound mind and I was actually praying for you guys on the way into the studio about the soundness of your mind, about the soundness of your mind, about the chains being broken off your life, about the cycles being broken so that you're not repeating it. See, a sound mind is a sober mind. A sound mind is a sober mind. So it, it, I, your sobriety is so important to God. Most of us don't even realize that we've been walking around and not sober. And so a sound mind is a mind of Christ. A sound mind helps us to make better choices, helps us to make better decisions. And I titled today's broadcast, Do You Not Trust Him With His Word? Like, 
do you not trust him with his word? Because if you trust him with his word, then you operate in a sound mind. And I'm going to show you something through Jesus. And a lot of times when we begin to make demonstrations through Jesus, people are like, but that's Jesus. And I'm like, but he endued us or he, he gave us the same power. We're a little Christ. We're little anointed ones here on this earth. At what point are you going to start walking in your power and authority? How fatalistic are we when we say, oh, I'm just leaving it up to God. And God is like, no, I told you to speak to the mountain. I told you to speak to the mountain. I said to you, speak to the mountain. I told you to lay hands on the sick. I told you to cast demons out. And you're sitting around waiting on me and I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to get in partnership with my word. I'm waiting you on you to get in partnership with my word. I'm waiting on you to do, do that. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on that sincerely. Um, Paula, you can send kids. Um, I saw that. I'm sorry. Let me pause. You can send kids, Paula, but there's specific things that go into our kids. So if you're going to send kids, they have to reach the standard. And they send these kids out internationally as well. So you can send kids. You can send products. But you need to get a list of what we what we have um, that needs to go into the kids. So let's pray. Hey, Deborah McGee, thank you for watching. Let's pray this morning. Um, and let's focus in on what the word has for us today. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word on today. We thank you, Father God, that we walk in a sub sober mind, Lord God, that we allow ourselves to be groomed by you, to ta be taught by you, to develop this mind of Christ, Lord God, so that we can go on and do kingdom work, Lord God. We can do kingdom work, Lord God. We need, Father God, you. We need the mind of Christ. Father God, we're tired of just living life haphazardly or any kind of way. So sober us up this morning. Sober us up in your word. Give us your truth, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Holy Ghost, you go before us and do what only you can do, Lord God. Let miracles, signs, and wonders be evident. Be evident, Lord God, in this devotional amongst your people, Lord God. Let your glory remain. Let your glory shine brightly, Lord God. Let your glory shine brightly, Lord God. Let your word be steadfast, Father God, in us, Lord God. Lord God, let us hold on to your truth this morning, abandon and laying aside every way, every idle thought, every prideful place, Lord God, assuming nothing, Lord God walking in your principles and walking in your truth. I cancel this assignment of deaf ears off your people, Lord God. Let their ears, spiritual ears be unclogged so that they can walk in the fullness of what you call them to be. And glory, your glory can be getting out, gotten out of their life in Jesus name. Amen. And so we talked yesterday, we started talking about more about this sober mind. We're on day three of a sober mind or a sound mind. Same thing, sober mind, a sound mind. And I told you yesterday what a sound mind was. And I talked to you a little bit about the Greek words and that it meant that you were rescued, revived, salvaged, and also protected. Um, the the so, sober mind has rational logic, masters its emotions masters its emotions 
a sober mind, your emotions are mastered. And I gave you an example yesterday where my emotions were not mastered, where I was not sober. You, you're not jumping to conclusions. My God, you're not suspicious of everybody around you. You're not second guessing what the word of God said. A sober mind or a sound mind isn't saying, Lord, did you really say that? When he's already qualified and backed it up in his word, a sober mind, a sound mind looks differently. It looks, it has a different focus. And so we're rescued. We've been delivered when we're sound mind. We're not going to succumb to fear. We're not going to be moved by fear. I told you yesterday, Paul told Timothy, bro, this spirit of fear that you're feeling didn't come from God. The spirit of overwhelmingness that didn't come from God. So I'm going to ask you a few things this morning. Are you trusting him as his word, at his word? Do you really believe that his word is the word? Do you really believe that his word has the final so say so? Do you really believe that his word is the final authority? Do you really trust him at his word? And evidence that you trust him at his word is going to come out your mouth. Are you using things like, um, are you using things like, well, I don't know if it's going to happen or I don't know if I can do this. Are you second guessing his word? And if you're second guessing his word, then it's telling me you're not in a sober or a sound mind. When you are in a sober and a sound mind, when you rec you'll recognize what the enemy is trying to say to you. You'll recognize when the enemy is trying to trick you. As a matter of fact, when you're in a sober and a sound mind, you'll start telling the devil things like, shut up. You don't get to keep talking to me. My mind is sound. My mind is safe. And my mind is secure. I already know what the promises of God has said about me. I'm not going to be anxious about being married because I know in Genesis 2 and 18, it already tells me it's not good for man to be alone. So I provided a helper. God has a helper for me or either I'm going to be a helper. So I'm not getting ready to consider and keep talking about it, brooding over and being depressed and sitting down and overwhelmed and consumed because I'm not married yet. Why? Because my mind is signed and sold out that God already has a perfect plan for me. A sound mind doesn't do that. You can go and get alone and give God your concerns. I'm not saying that. Lord, these are the things that concern me. That's fine. But a sound mind is clear. It's focused on God and truth. It's not muddied up and it's not distracted. A sound mind is not going to be distracted. A sound mind is not going to let the voice of the enemy keep talking to them about things that God has already said. That's why I keep telling you, you got to get the word of God in you. And if you haven't seen victory in a particular area yet, it's because you don't trust the word. You're still weak in that area where the word is concerned. If you were strong in that word, area where the word is concerned, you would be focused on God, focused on the truth, not muddied up and not distracted. We get clarity when we hear from the Holy Spirit. And then it's backed up in his word, in the word of God. Anytime I'm unsure about a circumstance or a situation, I simply ask the Lord, qualify this in your word. If I feel like the Holy Spirit has spoke to me, qualify this with your word. It has not failed me yet. It has not failed me yet that he doesn't bring me scripture to back up what he has said to me. And often they are scriptures I have never read. If we live in fear or any entertain any type of fear, hear me in this, and then I'm getting ready to read you this set of scriptures. If we live in fear or entertain any 
type of fear, it is evidence that we do not trust God. It is evidence that we do not trust God if we entertain any type of fear, any, hear me, any type of fear then we do not trust God. Well, Lakeisha, we were born with those emotions and those feelings. You better get control over those. You better master those emotions and feelings. And it's okay for you to not be okay. It's okay for you to admit when you're not okay. But then you better be asking the Holy Spirit to help you through the circumstance, help you through the situation. But if you entertain any type of fear, it's evidence. You got to lay your fears at the feet of Jesus and leave them there. When you lay your fears, when you admit your weakness, when you submit it at the feet of Jesus, God can do the greater work in you. But if you hold on to the fear, if you pray worrying, you know what I mean by pray worrying? You really worried over a situation, but you've covered up and masked it in prayer. If you're praying worrying, then you can't become filled with the power that's supposed to be in you so that you can walk in the authority. There is a promise if you stand on it. There's a promise if you stand on it. If you stand on it and you lay your fears down, you will discover the power of Christ in your life. You'll begin to discover the power of Christ in your life when you lay your fears down. When you make a decision, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm done with this. I'm not getting ready to be worried or anxious. I saw somebody said, Father, give me the strength even when people leave, leave me. Let them leave. Stop being afraid for people to leave you. Let them go. Let them give them a pardon. As a matter of fact, dismiss them. Bye. I told you once, if you got problems with friends, if you ain't got the right kinds of friends with you, throw all, throw all the friends away. Just go on and get rid of them. Let, stop being afraid to let people go. Let them go. If they're for you, they're going to catch up or they're going to come back. If they're not for you, oh, well, God will send you a new group of friends, new people, everything you need to attach to. There is a promise if you stand on the word. There's a promise if you lay your fears down. You're going to discover the power of Christ in your life. You're going to be filled with love. You're going to have a sound mind and you're going to have a mind that's functioning well. Aren't you sick of it? Aren't you sick of it? Aren't you sick of the wavering? Aren't you sick of being overwhelmed? Aren't you sick of being consumed? Aren't you sick of being double-minded? Then make up your mind today. You know what? I'm going to make up my own mind. I'm going to make up my own mind. I'm going to make up my own mind today that I'm operating in the soul. I'm not going to be weary. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not getting ready to be consumed because I trust my God. Fear and faith cannot coexist. People will tell you, oh my gosh, it's okay for a little bit of fear. I'm going to tell you, no. You better set your fears. If you start feeling afraid, you better act like Paul told Timothy. Hey, that fear that's up on you, bro, that fear that's up on you is not from God. The only thing that's going to come up on you from God is power, love, and a sound mind. He encourages in the word. You better think on those things that are noble, pure, lovely, and of good report. If it's not noble, lovely, pure, and of good report, noteworthy, those are the only things that you're supposed to be thinking of. Positive. Those are the, that's the only way you have thinking. If you're suspicious every time you walk in the room, somebody looking at you, or you continuously talking about, I got haters. Baby, if you still got haters, or you still focus on you haters, you're not operating in a sound mind. I don't have time to sit around and think about who doesn't like me, or who is in position, or who, who isn't for me. Every moment I spend thinking on something negative, I'm missing the opportunity to hear from the Holy Spirit. 
I'm missing the opportunity to see God do and have the greater glory. And like every time I'm puffed up, every time I'm in pride, every time I'm consumed in myself, I am missing the opportunity for God to speak in my life. I may be missing the word that he has for me in this season. I'm missing the opportunity to serve someone. The enemy wants you fearful and worried because he knows you can't properly hear when you're like that. When your mind is not sound and functioning well, you're not able to hear God like you need to hear God. Sometimes when your mind is not sounding well, you become absent-minded. Absent-minded means, my God, that you're negligent in your thinking. When you absent-minded, when people be like, I just forgot, I just you're negligent. You're negligent in your thinking. You're negligent in your thinking. So I have two questions for you I'm going to present to you. But I want to read to you Matthew chapter 4. And this is the temptation of Jesus. And I know you're going to say something like, but that's Jesus. That's Jesus. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. That's Jesus, Lakeisha. That's Jesus. And I'm saying to you, we're supposed to live as him on this earth. The reason you're not living like him is because you don't understand what the word says about you. And if you understood what the word says about you, you stop letting the enemy tell you anything contrary to them other than what this word. So it says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, ah, no, 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 we ain't finna, we ain't getting ready to play this game. I'm going to help you ebonically a little bit today. We ain't finna play. I ain't getting ready to play. The scriptures already told me people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. Like that wasn't just written in the New Testament. You got to go back over in there to Deuteronomy and say what he said. He said, nope, no, I'm not getting ready to play this game with you. Then the devil took him to the holy city of Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, now the devil turned around and used the scriptures on him. He said, he said, he said, he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so that you so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. He was quoting, quoting scripture to him. That's why your mind gotta be sound. If your mind is not sound, you will believe the enemy's lies and think it is your truth. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say. He came right back with him in the word. Think about yourself. If you trusted him at the word and your, in his word, when the enemy presented a situation to you and started speaking the word, he'll speak the word back. Jesus wouldn't move. He wouldn't, oh my gosh, it's the devil talking to me. He said, Jesus responded. He didn't even give him a whole lot of word. He ain't make a whole lot of excuses. He ain't talk a whole lot of trash. He just simply said, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord God, your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said, I'll give it all to you. He said, if you'll kneel down and worship him. Finally, Jesus said, man, up out of here. Get out of here, Satan. Jesus told him for the scriptures say, you must not worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then you know what happened? The devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. Why? Because he resisted the devil. See, when he was in human form, he suffered some of the same stuff. 
When he was in human form, he was tested, tried, and proved. And God did this so you wouldn't be able to say, oh, but that was Jesus' supernatural. God said, no, I brought him as a man on this earth to give you evidence how you're supposed to live out in your second life once you accept him as Christ. This is how you're supposed to live in your second life. Man shall not live about bread alone. So when the enemy starts talking to you about what you don't have in your cabinets, man shall not live about bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. When the enemy starts presenting a situation to you, telling you to bow down, telling you to compromise yourself, absolutely not. There's only one God that I'm going to worship. I'm not going to worship myself. I'm not going to worship man. I'm not going to worship this earth. I'm not going to worship no wall. I'm not going to worship no sorority. I'm not going to worship no fraternity. There's only one thing that I'm going to worship. I'm only going to worship my God. I'm only going to keep him first. I'm not getting ready to worship worry. The devil went away as soon as. And then it says, and then angels came and took care of Jesus. Angels came and took care of Jesus as soon as he passed the test. That means he was fed, he was sustained, he was nourished. He received absolutely everything he needed. Angels came and took care of Jesus as soon as he resisted the devil. Baby, your boo, your real boo, the one that God designed for you, on the way as soon as you stop resist, as soon as you start resisting that temptation, as soon as you turn away from the table. As soon as you walk away, as you, soon as you realize that the word is the word, that you trust him with the word, that you move past your present situation and understand that grace, divine intervention is on its way. Jesus was hungry. He was tired. He was confused. He was all of the things that we feel in our natural self. But every time the enemy presented a thing to him, other than what lined up in this word. See, he knew the word to be the truth. He didn't have to be confused by what the devil was saying to him. The only time we could have a confused mind, the only time we have a confused mind is when we don't trust and believe the word. So my question for you today is, do you trust your own knowledge over God? Do you trust your own knowledge over God? Do you make decisions without God? For the wisdom that comes from heaven is first pure, it's peace-loving, it's considerate, it's submissive, it's full of mercy, it's good fruit, it's impartial, and it's sincere. Are you trusting your own belief system? System, what mama them taught you? Are you trusting that more than you trust your God? Are you trusting? Do you really believe the word and what God says? And it's evident. It's evident when the enemy presses in your response about what you truly believe. If you're worried, if you're consumed, if you're overwhelmed. And some of y'all are like, but I got feelings. <laughs> and my feelings are real. But your faith better be better. Your faith better be more real. Your, there was no temptation that was known to man that Christ didn't suffer through. There was no temptation that was known to man that Christ, Christ didn't suffer through. So you got to get in this word so you can get it. Stop haphazardly, casually treating the word any kind of way. Stop just getting little bites when you need a whole meal. I gave you the word the other day and said sometimes some of y'all some of y'all still been nursing on the breast and it's time for you to get up off the bottle. We got to wean you, baby. You need solid food. You need to be able to trust in your word. Do you trust your own knowledge over God? 
Are you making decisions with God? Oh God, are you consulting him in everything? Surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? You don't have the capacity to groom you, to develop you. This is something Isaiah said. Isaiah records a related warning from God. He says, woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, and who devise plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. You cannot afford to be wise in your own eyes if you're going to walk in your kingdom authority. That's Isaiah 31, 30 and 1. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, and who devise plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Sin to sin. So anytime you're outside, you get, if you trust in the wisdom of your friends and people around you, especially those that are not giving you godly counsel, then what you said is God's word is not a word enough for you. His truth is not your truth. Anytime you're manipulating the system, anytime you're working something different, you're not operating in the sign mind. So do you trust God's word to be the final authority? <laughs> do you trust it? Will you wait on him? He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you back that scripture up to the 28th verse, God is real gangster. And he simply says, do you not know who I am? <laughs> I'm the same God that is taking care of you always. And God is saying the same thing. Do you not know who I am? Are you really going to trust me in my word? Are you ready for the devil to flee so, man, the angels can come tend to you? So the miracle can happen? So the thing can occur? Are you going to make the decision today to get out of your own way? <laughs> to become solid in his word? To trust him? For it to be the final authority? Are you going to keep doing this thing your own way? In your own strength? in your own timing, in your own capacity. I, I, I will not. I'm done. I'm done doing things Lakeisha's way. I am. I can't afford to anymore. I, I, I want to fulfill my kingdom assignment. I've got to hear him say, well done. I don't want, him to, I don't want to be before him and he's talking to me and saying, what did you do with the gifts and talents? Why didn't you sow when I told you to sow? Why didn't you go when I told you to go? Why were you allowing people to dictate what should happen in your life next? Well, guess what? We're out of time. Man, the word of God was so good. Lord, we thank you for this word today. Let it be richly deposited in our lives. Let us not let it be plucked up by the enemy. Let us seek you, Father, more and more each day. I cover the people in the blood of Jesus today. I cover their mind, spirit, soul, and body. I thank you for your resurrecting power. I thank you they're being renewed in your word and that they begin to trust you like never, ever, ever. Like, like, like you, I want you to break out your walls today. Do something radical today to demonstrate that you trust God like you've never trusted him before. Break protocol today. The woman with the issue of blood got what she needed because she broke protocol, baby. 
She broke protocol. She got outside of herself and pressed into him. She said, if I get one touch, I know I'm going to get the healing I need today. Break protocol today. Do something. Press in. Sow a seed. Go bless somebody. Break protocol today. And I promise you, you're going to see God move in your life. I love y'all so much. <laughs> I'll see y'all back here next week. Let the Spirit of God be with you. And do me a favor, go be loved today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.